0: We'll be Hello and welcome to another edition of TSP Tariffs Speakers Podcast. I have a very special guest today I have Tuha Wright who is the digital seamstress and what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking about her experience of public speaking her thoughts on public speaking and any tips and advice that, that, that she could give as well but before we get into that again I sound like a broken record but I always do this every week and you know I will always do this every week I have a guest that I bring on to do this podcast with me to share their experiences so this is an opportunity for yourself as a person who may have experience of public speaking To really get involved, share your experiences, share your thoughts, because not only is it beneficial for other people to listen to you and hear your stories and maybe pick up some things here and there, but it's beneficial for yourself because you're reflecting on your past and you might pick up on something that you may have done that would have worked maybe five or ten years ago. And you may think, well, actually, I'll use that again. Ah, this served as a reminder so do get in touch you can visit our website at knackvspeakersacademy.com or get in touch via email at NACVSpeakersAcademy at gmail.com or get in touch via linkedin or through our facebook page and let's sit down and have a conversation but first let's get back to our our main guest how are you doing today
1: Yes,
0: very good. Thank you. I'm enjoying the weather. It's finally sunny. Yeah. No. I mean, it is. Uh, hope, well. Well. I hope. I hope it stays. Stays that way. Yeah. Because, fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingers crossed. But thank
1: you good. for having me on this on your
0: podcast. Yeah. No. I really appreciate you coming on and, and joining in this podcast here. So the first thing that I want to do and just to give the audience an introduction about yourself is just talk to just talk to us about you know uh, where you work and what industry you work in and more about yourself.
1: Yeah, sure. So, um, as Terry um, said, my name's Tuha, and I am the director of Digital Seamstress. I I say I'm a director, but really, I'm I'm just one person running the company. Um, I market myself as a digital marketing consultant, uh, but my main uh, specialism is actually PPC, or people would call it Google AdWords or Google Ads, but basically the ads you see uh, when you search for something on Google, uh, that's the kind of, I would write those, decide what keywords to bid on, decide right. on the bids, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, so the experience that I've had means that I'm quite well placed in helping uh, people with growth marketing strategies yeah. and things like that. So I have over 10 years experience, the, around 13 years experience, nice. um, about five years agency side and almost seven years uh, in-house, yeah. uh, predominantly in-house travel industry. So uh, I used to work for specialist holidays group, which is part of TUI. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I've started out in the last year or so um, and just been working on a few projects. Um, and on the side, I've also got my own podcast as well called yes. We Make Work about freelancers. So we'll go into that in more detail when we talk about public speaking as it were
0: yeah no that that sounds really great and 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 to her i of course i you know it'd be really good to know you know what is your experience of public speaking just just to delve into that
1: yeah sure i'll try and keep it as brief as possible Sure. so when i left university i got a marketing exec job i went for trinity mirror southern i'm not quite sure if they still exist but they were part of trinity mirror group which yeah. own uh the mirror newspaper. And um, as part of that role, I would uh, deliver training sessions to a room of maybe 20 to 30 advertising sales execs in the room. So I would be presenting uh, marketing data and things like that. Not so much presenting in my agency role, but then I actually took a year out, I took a year out and I did a PGCE, so I trained as a secondary maths teacher. So I'd be standing in front of roughly 30 children in a class trying to teach them maths. My last role, I would deliver, so part of my role was to help with the digital transformation um, for this travel company. And because traditionally travel used to be sold in a shop with brochures and things like that. So moving forward into the digital world uh, because my channel was a massive driver of traffic to our website. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of people in the company knew what it was or anything like that. So mm. a lot of my role was talking to others about what the channel is and what it does. And, mm. um, and sometimes I would have to deliver like to the marketing team, like what the digital marketing strategy is, or certainly what my channels strategy was, um, and talking about uh, some of the really exciting Google products that were coming out at the time, and trying to help other people understand, like demystify it as yeah. it were, um, make it as interesting as possible because sometimes it was quite a dry subject. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I I I think of course when you're in in the workplace, having that content that as you said may be dry, um, you've got to step in and kind of jazz it up and put the energy into it. So let let's let's and you also mentioned as well teaching, you know, doing uh, teaching maths and teaching a group of thirty students. Now teaching kids and standing in front of them for about an hour or however long the hour, lesson yeah. is it, it can can be quite daunting and sometimes it can be quite off-putting but let's before we go delve into the digital marketing presentation stuff that's everyone i to find out more about how was it teaching a group of 30 students particularly maths which for a lot of students they don't particularly enjoy it and it's hard to find you know maybe a, a children who are engaged so much into it
1: that's right there were so many facets um that you had to think about so you had to think about uh, how all the children learn so they all learn differently So some learn from listening some would learn from doing or like actually touching things or um so you had to think about that motivation you had to think about during the lesson like how you would show that a child was progressing in that lesson mm. um you had to think of ways of how to engage the children throughout the lesson so you might have like the first uh, 10 minutes you'd have um, a little introduction I can't remember what they're called but you might have like a little quiz or something that all the children can join in and they were just There were lots of tools you could use, but it meant that you had to do a lot of prep work. So one of the tools I used to use was um, Kahoot. So you would do a quiz and the children could use their mobile phones to join in the quiz and answer a few questions uh, but that just meant a lot of prep work mm. um, in advance because you want to make sure there were uh, questions that everybody could answer but towards the end they, there was a bit of a challenge uh, but also because you're introducing technology into the lesson there was a lot of prep work going into that what mm. if it all went wrong did you have a plan b so there was a lot of Uh, planning um, and thought going through the lesson. And that hour actually went quite quickly because there's only so much you could do and you had to make the lesson quite varied. You had to make sure you knew what each child was doing Mm. at every minute of that hour. Yes, and then of course you've got the added complication of their behaviour. So... (laughs) Uh, so you had to manage behaviour um, at the same time. Right. But in terms of speaking, I yeah. would like, speak in front of the, the class. I was very lucky. I had a coach who came in yeah. to help and videoed my lesson, and she sat in the lesson. And yeah. what was really insightful from that was that I talk a lot with my hands, and mm. I moved a lot around the room. And although some movement is necessary, Yeah. It, 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 she said i did it so much it it was distracting for the children because right. they didn't know where to because right. i was moving about but it was things like that that it really helped me work out okay like this is my natural presenting style and this is not quite right for this audience so yeah how do i tone that all down so yeah so if you can get a coach in there or a video yourself and watch yourself back." Yeah. Very
0: useful. And I think, you know, talking about moving around and using a lot of hand gestures, that's something that I used to do quite a bit. And I still do, you know, some sometimes now, but I've got more of a control of it. But when I started out doing my acting stuff and I was playing a certain character, because I felt so nervous as well at the same time, I would find myself, you know, moving around a lot more than I should be we well, <laughs> probably wasn't a good thing. And as you said, you know, it distracted people, which, um, of course, especially when you're teaching a group of uh, young children that they need that concentration level there, especially from the teacher as well. So that, that that's really good that, you know, you had that coach there to say, right, OK, you, you need to have a look at what you're doing. And also, you know, recording yourself and watching what you do and being uh, self-analytical about what you do was is, is also a very good thing uh, mm. as well. So I just... hated
1: it, though. I absolutely oh. hated being videoed and watching myself back. But then what I gained from it was yeah. just um, was so much that I, I, I forgot about the trauma.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But but why, why did you hate you know, recording yourself. Was it that fear of of watching what you do or, or just talk to me about that. Why why did you not enjoy recording yourself?
1: I think I'm quite I'm very overcritical of mm. myself. Um and so I think I, I do not know I d I dunno, I don't think I've met anybody who enjoys watching mm. themselves back. And even when I do my podcast recording, I do listen back and um and because like, I try to do, take snippets out of it for my um, marketing campaigns. But yeah. even then, I hate listening to myself. Um, although the more I've listened to myself, the more I've realized that actually what I think is really bad isn't that bad at all. Okay. But it's just the thought it's like going to the gym. Yeah. You think about it, but yeah. <laughs> you don't want to do it. But once you do it, it's all right, it's beneficial. Yeah. No,
0: I completely get that. And, and going back to uh, moving forward to the, the the marketing stuff and you know introducing these these new concepts and, and, and ideas to the team. Just, just talk to me about your experience of you know preparing for for those meetings and you know how would you what are the kind of ways that you would you know jazz up a you know, a bit of content that was completely dry? you know what, what would be the process behind that?
1: Yeah, okay, so um, I think the structure was really important, Mm. so thinking uh, logically, and actually a lot of my presentation builds were based on what I learned, um, building a a lesson for children, really, Mm. so you scaffold the information uh, that you're delivering, Um, and in terms of um, jazzing up, I tried to, like, Either to quiz or, or pose a question hmm. to try and get the audience to think and um, participate in some way. So. I think one time I did a quiz, and then under the seats I'd hidden like red and yellow cards. So the audience had to get, get these red and yellow cards at the session, right. and they go through the quiz. And ah, oh, the quiz was more to um, dispel any misconceptions that they had about uh, digital marketing. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so then they could lift up these coloured cards, and then that, and by that, that, that helped to for them to think, oh, okay. what what i think thought before actually isn't true maybe i should listen and find out what what was what yeah and then like i try i practiced a hell of a lot in my room and i tried to learn the material off by heart but then i think that's easier if you're very passionate about the subject it's easier to learn things off by heart um, anyway when you talk about it and then sometimes A poor neighbour (laughs) or my husband would have to sit in. (laughs) But um, for me, I think it's really important that other people hear it because I I want someone with very basic knowledge in the room to be able to be engaged and actually come away with just at least one point to think about from whatever I talked about. But I tried to not... When I delivered material that was very um, complicated or very abstract, Mm. uh, I tried to... Uh, bring it back into the room in such that a way that the audience could relate to it, or they could, they had something that they could take away and think yeah. about it, rather than they go, oh my gosh, yeah. it's like this dark science <laughs> that I don't get.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's always essential to keep the information as simple as possible. Right, because sometimes, and as you said, you know, talking to, to your husband or, or your poor next door neighbour, and make you know somebody somebody who may not have that knowledge of digital mm-hmm. marketing or of those concepts. If they can understand it, then it should be it should be a, a universal message. It should be easy yeah. for, for everyone to understand it at that point there. But I I, yeah. I just want to get an idea. You know, where where you've um, where you let let's say you've done this is the first first time that you've done you know a speech to the digital marketing uh, group or to to the, to the company um, just talk to me about an experience where maybe you prepared but the speech or didn't go so well or maybe there was some there was there was a hitch in a presentation that, that you did uh, at your company.
1: Oh that's a tough one. One well, that didn't go well. No, I yeah, I actually I can't think of any sure. where it didn't go well. Um, I've always prepared and over prepared. Good. Uh, and rehearsed. Um, I've always had the audience in mind. Um, yeah. But that's awful. Like I can't. I mean, like, yeah. I it it didn't go wrong. This yeah. uh, example that I'm thinking of, but right. the first time, I had to stand in front of a um, hundred people. Yeah. Was it a hundred or like two hundred? I can't remember. Yeah. It, was. Uh, it was. We were at a hotel, massive conference room, and ten minutes before my manager at that time came up to me and said, "Our next speaker has fallen ill. He's gone oh. home. Oh. I need you to stand up and explain to people what Google AdWords is right. and what you do." And like the the fear, like it was just like, "Oh my goodness!" Like. <laughs> How can he put this on me like now like this other person had an hour of presentation like powerpoint slides and i've got nothing but luckily like kudos to the manager at the time he did go through he said right what they'll want to know is this this or this right what what do you need i'll bring it up on my laptop what do you need to show this so, so we had something like five minutes to prepare then he said right you you go to the corner you like you have a think for you practice you have some new time yeah. but i'm gonna bring you up on stage and i was like oh my goodness <laughs> but i went up and but i think at that time instead of panicking i just thought right what are the three things i want to get across mm. to the people in the room yeah and i just focused on that and i just thought right if i get those three things out then yeah that's my part done that i didn't really need any more to that and nobody really asked me any questions because my manager when he introduced me said yeah she got told 10 minutes before this that she's come <laughs> up here she's not prepared anything so um and then people came up to me afterwards so they're like you didn't seem nervous at all like and you know like they could they would die if they got asked to do what I did but I was very lucky. I was talking about a subject that I knew mm. like the back of my hand, um, and yeah, I, I did get
0: ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I think that's pretty amazing. You know that in that short amount of time and being put on the spot to present to a group of you know hundred or two hundred or, 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 or more to do a presentation, you know there and then, I, I think that's, that's that's pretty great. And I think what, of course, as you said, what helped was is that you had that knowledge already in the back of your mind. And what really, you know, what I really enjoyed about that is that you said you had three points that you wanted to get across to the audience. So, you know, and I, I think that in that short amount of time, that's that's really, really good. So, so how did you feel after doing that, you know, that, that speech to them? How, how did that feel?
1: Um, I think the feedback helped
0: because
1: mm. People were coming up to me, and um, if anything, it helped raise my profile in the company, and it opened a lot of doors afterwards. Yeah. So if you're talking straight after after it, I was a bit like shell-shocked, like, <laughs> what the hell happened? <laughs> but then as the day went on and I kept getting feedback and people coming up to me talking to me, I thought, oh, okay, mm. like, it's not a bad thing. Mm. Um, and then I wanted to do more of it, so i would ask i I had a new manager in the next few months so yeah yeah, i i asked like oh are there any other situations um any other like speaking opportunities so and hence why i got a few more opportunities to do it and Mm. yeah i i don't think i don't think you need to talk very long i think even 10 15 minutes is enough but for me for my career it was very important Mm. because it 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 helped raise my profile and demonstrate that I was an ex in my field. Yeah. So um, I thought it was part of my job, basically.
0: Yeah. Nice. Nice. And and, then moving on from that and talking about. You know uh, people's thoughts on public speaking what it is what it should be what it looks like to them that that's my next question you know what are your thoughts on public speaking and you you've kind of you've, you've mentioned it just now how it helped to raise your profile but just let's delve into you know more about your thoughts of public speaking what does public speaking mean to you
1: in t- in terms of the content or the act of public speaking,
0: if we focus on the act of public speaking, so let's get some of your thoughts on, on that.
1: It still like it still drives dread in me. At yeah. first, I'm like, oh my goodness, but I also know it's a very good format to deliver information yeah. uh, to a wide audience very quickly. Um, and I've, but also like I quite, I quite like the idea of being an entertainer. Mm. So, being able to deliver the content in an entertaining way, in a bit of a more infinitive way. I, I, The way I see it is I want to get people thinking or inspired by whatever I'm delivering. Yeah. Rather than sit, sitting there and absorbing a whole load of information, but not really knowing what to do with it. Yeah. So, I, even though I'm talking about something that's very dry, I've always managed to twist it so mm. that the audience will think, Oh okay, well how can I use this information? So one example is one one talk I did was to the marketing team yeah. um, there was lots of like content people, direct mail people, like marketing bots in the room. and I had to talk about. Google products and how we reach these people because they, these there were new products that had come out. And one of them was um, to do with retargeting. So using Google data to be able to retarget. Yeah. I, I could have just said that, what I just said to you. Right. Oh, Google's released some, some product and you can retarget people. But then I kind of twisted it and said, well, in the olden days when we did PPC ads, um, if someone searched, I don't know, red flowers, mm. you would just get the these ads that come up and you wouldn't know what the intent of that person behind, um, what the intent behind that search was uh, yeah. from that person. So you, you don't know, they're just looking for information on red flowers or mm. if they are thinking of buying red flowers or they need to buy red flowers now, you just don't know. Right. Whereas um, Google was bringing this product out, which meant that you could, you would have a better idea basically of what stage in the buying cycle they would be in. Right. So I twisted it in that, well, actually, all your channels, uh, the information that you can give me here can help me um, decide even better what the, the intent is and deliver the right message right. at the right time for that search. Um, uh, but vice versa, I could do the same for you. Right. So like on the screen, there was like, examples um which i can't remember what they were now but um yeah there were examples at that so it it made the the people i was talking to feel like oh yeah like i can do ppc as well yeah. because what my channel is having an effect on people are searching what people are searching effect on my. Right. Yeah. so um and i i and that the, the feedback i got at the end of that talk was that, that that's exactly what people were thinking so right. when you
0: had hit the nail on the head right so yeah i think that answers your question yeah no that, that, that does and uh, i think yeah that no, that that's, that's already good there and then just to finally get some you know it's just yeah, of course as you mentioned you you're doing your your own podcast uh, as well and um, but i just wanted to get get an idea you know what are the sort of tips and advice that you could give Two people listening now. If it's and again, I always use this example. It could be my my fish in the bowl. It could be my my dog. I don't actually have a dog, but it could be a dog. Maybe listening on the street, and maybe (laughs) somebody dropped their phone and they just listen to this podcast. Really, or just 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 somebody's listened to it. Just you know, what are the tips and advice you know that you could give? to someone um, that maybe, you know, is starting in public speaking or is doing public speaking and is part of their role maybe within their job, what would you recommend, you know, them to do to change that or improve their public speaking skills?
1: I think it's two things. So the first thing is your audience. Yep. So know your audience. Um, know what stage they are in terms of like how much they know. You don't want to pitch your your talk too low, too high. Yeah. And also, are they an audience that can get bored quite easily? So mm. can you can you litter your talk some interactive? So I've seen people use like things like Kahoot. Um, mm-hmm. Just to change up. Uh, what else have people like audience participation so bring the stage yeah uh, quizzes but yes yeah, so keep the audience in mind and yeah. where they are and how you're going to keep Good. my second part is always know the end in mind so if there was one thing that you wanted your audience to take away from them after your bit of public speaking what is that one thing mm. and make sure that you structured your talk to deliver that mm. um or even at the end you could you could i don't know think of a way to make sure that yeah my my audio message yeah but normally more than one thing is probably too much for people to take away but
0: yeah and yeah, and no, I completely agree with that. I think people should have one clear message. If it's the, the USP of your company or whatever it may be, or it could be any product that you're you're launching, as long as there's one thing that people can take away from it, it's easier to remember rather than having five or three different things, but we, even two things to remember. It's just one clear thing that's standing out in front of you there. And just to just to kind of wrap up, just talk about, you know, um you the podcast that, that you're doing at the moment, you know, just what is that about?
1: Yeah, I'd love to share with you. Yes, yeah. yeah, so if any other listeners are interested, um, I'd love... I'd love to hear your feedback on it if you do get a chance to listen to it. Sure. But my podcast is called We Make It Work. Yeah. And it's basically every week I interview a guest and they talk about how they work flexibly and how they make it work uh, because we hope to empower others to find flexible working, uh, basically. Um, When I started out last year, I met lots of people with lots of different stories uh, and what stood out for me was that lots of people work flexibly but they do it in their own way and it's very different from one person to another (laughs) so i get people asking me oh um like i really want oh how do you do flexible working oh i really want to do it this way but I, I can't see it happening. And mm. all I was doing was regurgitating other people's stories. I'd be like, well, so-and-so's doing it, and da-da-da. Right. You know, you can do it too. So, and hence why um, the podcast was born. Um, but, yeah, it's getting, um, on average, uh, about 35 listens and episodes. Nice. So I've got a podcast that I'm released today. Good. Um, yes, yeah, so... That, I definitely a lot of people interested in being part of it yeah but I, I, I'd love to get some more feedback actually on the content Yeah. Yeah, you know, how it's going
0: yeah no of course, and I, I think that's that's a, that's a really good thing you know again doing podcasts, its it's again part of public speaking. Which is quite, I think it's it's a, it's a new tool that I'm learning to do myself as well to use podcasting rather than standing in front of people, which is a great thing. But this is another way to, if, if yeah. maybe you're transitioning and you're not so comfortable, or maybe you are comfortable mm. where you want to try other ways of delivering a message, and podcasting is, is another good way. Mm. So just, just. What I'm struggling
1: yeah. though is, because I've spoken about it quite a few times, um, today's episode is that when I've done public speaking before i've been able to get feedback Mm. and so i've been able to learn and evolve from that whereas with the podcast it might be because i've only just started but i'm not getting that feedback so i'm like i have no idea i have no (laughs) idea who i'm talking to i have no idea if anybody's interested the only thing i've got is apple analytics Mm. which i've only recently just um like got logins for but it seems like people seem to drop off around 15 minutes okay that, that's the only information i've got so far so nice. like, yeah hmm. so it's a struggle the feedback
0: interesting and, that, and that's something that i think that i've got to kind of figure out myself as well and see well once once i do you know put more of these up and just to see you know where you know where people might be slipping out or dipping in and out from, which is all yeah. good. So, uh, Tua, I really, really appreciate you coming on to TSP and sharing your thoughts and your experiences about public speaking uh, and, and really, you know, delving into that uh, as well. And just, just, to, just to finally, do, do you have any final thoughts that you, that you want to say to the people or to the one person or persons listening to TSP?
1: Um, oh, well like I said I welcome feedback so if anyone uh particularly enjoyed anything or like found inspiration in anything or they can relate to anything I've said I'd love to hear I mean how how can people contact you Tarif?
0: yes so as mentioned in the beginning people can reach out to me via my uh, website at nagvspeakersacademy.com or they can reach me via my email address which is nagvspeakersacademy at gmail.com or if, if you if you want to, to have a phone call conversation you can call me at 07480147297. Could be about your public speaking experiences or maybe it's a free 30-minute public speaking consultation that we would have and and that is how I could give feedback and we could have a further discussion in, in that way. And just again hitting home or, onto this do you get in touch to share your experiences about public speaking here? Because, again, this is all about, you know, changing the way people view public speaking. It's not a big, big, scary thing, as people may make it out to be. You know, this this that's that's a mental thing. If you can overcome that barrier and, you know, really get into it, it brings so many benefits. And just as Juhal said in the podcast today, you know, elevating your profile as well that those are those are one of the benefits that you can gain from public speaking so do get in touch i will put in my contact details for for you guys to to reach out to me well to her, i really appreciate you taking your time to to go through your experiences
1: Oh, well, thank you so much
0: for having me <laughs> yeah no it's
1: perfectly great it. well thank you very much guys and i will see you next week on tsp